Are we on air? Testing. Testing. It says off air. It says I'm off air. It says live here. Oh, it says live. Holy cow, we're live. Um, <laughs> live from wherever the heck we are. Okay, anyways. So, ready? And. Hello and welcome to the Intentional Grounding Fantasy Football Podcast, episode number 16. I am Noah Downs. I'm your co-host. I am here with Luke Bisson. How are you doing, Luke? I'm good. Where did you go? Oh, yeah. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Jojo Mags. How are you doing, Jojo? I'm great, man. Uh, The reason that we might sound a little different is because we're doing a live video podcast via Google Hangouts, and uh, it is disconcerting to see myself on the screen. <laughs> so today we have an exciting podcast for you. Bear with us. Um, we're, we got the giggles. So today we're going to talk about some uh, wide receivers. We're going to look at a top 40 list. We're going to look at some players that are rising or falling. And uh, yeah, I think we got a good podcast set up for you guys today. And then maybe we might even hit on some of that Hall of Fame game coming up soon. So what have you guys been up to lately? <sighs> Nothing. Oh, God, that's <laughs> exciting. Wow, I wish I just got exciting. a whole good nothing. All right, well, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. No, okay, so you guys want to hear something messed up? Yeah, something What's that? so messed up. Um, so, so I'm buying this house, right? And oh, Yeah, we, we clap for you two podcasts ago. Yeah, so my, um, my dad's going to live with us, so in exchange he's helping me with the down payment. Okay. Oh, cool. And uh, so they wanted... The, you know, the mortgage company wants to see your bank statements, so they want to see his stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Well, me and my dad have the same name, oh. so when I sent them all the bank statements, they thought I just had, like, a billion accounts, and so whenever I... He, he goes by Buddy, so whenever I um, talk about him, I always say Buddy, mm-hmm. and so I didn't even think about it until they're like, well, you know, we need your dad's stuff, too, and I was like... I sent that to you. Like, did I send that to the wrong person? Like, this is gonna be bad if, like, his stuff is jacked. Yeah. Right. And they're like, "Well, where is it?" And I was like, "Um," and I'm like trying to figure it out. And then, like, a few hours later, my wife was like, "I know what it is. You guys have the same name, and we've been calling him Buddy, so they think his name's actually Buddy." I was like, "Oh, damn it!" Like, oh man, we should have just called him JoJo. They yeah. Totally understood. <laughs> And they would have thought you had split personality disorder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which uh, apparently, you know, we don't know where Trey Mason is right now, so maybe he has split personality disorder. I did read um, he checked into a hospital in June at some point. So uh, Really? Well, yeah. that was okay. June. That was a full uh, – this is August now. So I know. it's it's This story gets crazier and crazier. All right. So let's not get off the rails too much. All right. Okay. So, so – um, do, how do we want to hop into this? Let's go ahead and start talking about some of our uh, redraft wide receivers that we're talking about. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. What, uh, what do you think, guys? Um, who, who is your number one redraft wide receiver? Uh, for, for me, it's Antonio Brown, no questions asked. I think right. it's got to be Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. We are all in agreement, which is boring. Um, who is our number two? Uh, I think it's probably like a tier of guys. 
no, 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 no. Let's, let's... Number two? No, 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 yeah. Who is your number two? If, if I'll go take... Yeah, I agree with that. Odo, uh, because he's consistent, although I do think Antonio definitely gets a nod over OBJ because Antonio, that, that offense is substantially the same. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Julio for me. Well... <laughs> The reason, like, <laughs> for Julio, I get that if you think his touchdowns are going to go back up, which they should. I, I, which, which I do. I do. I think they're going to go back up. And uh, Talking about Julio get, now. Yes, on Julio. Yes. And, and when you look at OBJ, uh, Sterling Shepard, I know that he's just a rook and everything, but, you know, between him coming in, Cruz potentially coming back, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Plus, they're under, you know, they're under McAdoo now. So, yeah. Well, what what do you think about um? You don't think most of new is gonna it's gonna affect that offense any? No. Uh, nope. Yeah, me neither. I was just throwing it out there. Um, <laughs> but I I actually do think that Odell Beckham Jr. is a better receiver than Julio, and I I like Odell Beckham Jr.'s um, quarterback better than I like Julio, and I mm-hmm. think that um, OBJ's offense runs through OBJ a little bit more than Julio's does. Uh, I okay. think that you got the Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman quandary. Um, you've got a decent tight end maybe that could emerge, Austin Hooper. Um, he's got good hands. And I, I think that Julio is solidly number three or four for me, but I don't have a number two. Of course, everybody knows here that I have an anti-Julio bias. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, it's because he burned me. He burned me that one time. Um, but I, with a match. So, so yeah, I think Antonio gets, in my opinion, of course, and obviously you you disagree, Luke and Jojo. You're you're like my new best friend now. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think Antonio definitely gets the nod because that offense is susta- substantially the same. It runs through him. Uh, mm-hmm. If anything, it's going to hit him a little bit more because they don't have the experience. Martavis Bryant and Sammy Coates is entering a second year now. Odell Beckham. He does have the Sterling Shepard thing, and they kind of have an issue at running back. I think they're going to be talking a little bit more to Sterling Shepard and the running backs. So he'll have fewer targets, but I think his freakish athleticism is still going to keep him above Julio for me. Right. Where I think you're going to see Sterling Shepard make his his mark, though, is going to be the red zone. And because of that, I think that you could see a little bit of a drop-off in that sense, which I think will put Julio on it over him. But, you know. Now... I think, okay, so let's not only hammer out our top three, because those are going to be the ones that you're looking at definitely they are guaranteed to be in the first round of every single draft. Right. Well, I mean, if they're, if you're playing a PPR redraft, they're your first three picks. Exactly. So yeah. after that, it's debatable. You know, you could potentially, there's a slight maybe scintilla of an argument that you don't draft another um, wide receiver for the rest of the first round, but that's crazy. But anyway, mm-hmm. so let's look at your top ten and see. We've got Antonio Brown. Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Des Bryant, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Jordy Nelson, Allen Robinson, and T.Y. Hilton. Now, of those, for you guys, obviously, Luke, you put together this list for us. Um, is there anybody missing or anybody that um, we need to note in that list? Not particularly in any particular order, but anybody missing from that top ten that you think solidly deserves to be in the top ten? Uh, well, I was just going to... I think it's pretty solid. Um, looking at ADP, though, mm-hmm. in the standard league, Brandon Marshall is a top 10 pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is too high for me. I mean, Brandon Marshall is GOAT, but um, that's just... that's too high. 
I, I would I would say that uh, uh, go greatest of all time. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, you're too hip for me, Jojo. Um, <laughs> I would pop Ty Hilton out of that top ten. Okay. And I would substitute uh, Keenan Allen. I would even maybe look at Amari Cooper. Um, or Brandon Marshall. But I well, I think I, I think I think Brandon Marshall would be too high at that point, even with Fitzpatrick coming back finally. Now, now this list where I have Matt uh, at eighteen was made before Fitzpatrick resigned. Okay, gotcha. So, so where where do you think he'd throw him up now? I th- he definitely went up. I mean, he went from having Geno Smith throwing the ball to him to uh, Fitzpatrick. So I oh, would I rather have... he could easily? I think his ceiling's like wide receiver three. You know, like that's yeah. he could go that high. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, that's definitely a ceiling. But the problem is, is that his floor. No, well, I, I think his floor is probably around fifteen. I mean, I, I think th- I think wide receiver three might be a ceiling. Like if you have like a twenty foot high tall room and you've got a three foot step ladder. Um, he's not going to hit it. <laughs> well, that's fine, you know. But I mean, like, but last year he was what wide receiver five. Something like that. So I mean, yeah, so but last year was freaking crazy for him. Well, yeah, just, but everybody, everybody's returning though. Now yeah, Patrick's the run game's gonna be better. Oh yeah, so, well, that's true. His age worries me a little bit, but mm-hmm. there was the video of him running on that treadmill like twenty-five miles an hour. Did you yeah. see that? Yes. And then no, did you I hear... didn't see that. That sounds crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then, did you hear about the bet he made with Antonio Brown? Yes. yes. And I and I told, didn't I say to you, Noah, I think he's going to win it? Uh, you didn't say it to me, but I disagree with you. Oh, I, <laughs> I, th- I think there's a good chance he could win that. Okay, yeah, but have you seen that 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 car that Antonio Brown drives? That thing is beautiful. Well, I, I think it got, I heard it got amended to where... Because Antonio doesn't Antonio Brown drive like a Rolls Royce or a something, or something like that. <laughs> it's and like Marshall drives a Porsche. So what are, what are they gonna do? Do are they gonna do like Matchbox versions of their cars instead? No, I uh, think it was just that if Antonio Brown beats Brandon Marshall, he'll give him his car. He'll give him the Porsche. I don't think. It's I, th- I thought it was a car swap. Whoever wins gets oh, yeah. whoever wins gets the other's car. Yeah, and they're paying for they're like playing for uh, pink slips, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fast so. and the Furious Nine. <laughs> yeah, so so of those, um, those top ten kind of looks about the same. I would put in Keenan Allen where there's an argument for Brandon Marshall, but uh, other than that, it looks about right mm-hmm. to y'all. Yeah, I All think right. I'm, Jordy Nelson worries me a little bit. I mean, I he, like this top he ten. He does but... too, but if he comes back, I think he's going to put up top ten numbers, though. You know, I mean, I, and because that off, obviously last year that offense runs with him, you know, and, and they didn't have an offense last year with Amago. Man, you got to look at this top ten wide receivers, and you really got to think, oh my goodness, look at the injury risk in these folks. Mm-hmm. You got yeah, Julio, you got you got Dez, Alshon, Jordy, you got T.Y. Hilton, who's got like ticky tack injuries all over the place. Well, and uh, Hopkins too. Is yeah, with his concussion yeah. from being out for the year. Yep. And Absolutely. Antonio Brown got like got his bell rung pretty hard at the end of last year, but against the Bengals. Yep. I mean, I, 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 Well, the other takeaway is, too, I mean, looking how how deep this is, I can see a few of these guys being top five and even going back, going down. So 11, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry, Cooper, Evans, Cooks, mm-hmm. DT, 
like basically the top 16 and throw in Brandon Marshall in there, so top 17, I could see any of those being in the top 10. Well, that's a good yeah. segue. Let's look in the next. Let's look in the next 10. Um, after that, we have 11 through 20 are Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, Demarius Thomas, Jeremy Macklin, Brandon Marshall, Golden Tate, Randall Cobb. Now, of those, I'd say one of the ones that really stands out for me is that Brandon Cooks is coming in at 15. I will say I'm a huge Brandon Cooks fan. Okay. But what do you all think about this news coming out of camp that Michael Thomas is looking like the best receiver at Saints camp? That's coach speak. Yeah, it's I don't yep. take any of this news seriously. I think Willie Sneed's still going to be really good. Um, I put up on Twitter that you know it's a contract year. I think he's going to feast. Um, Mocker mm. mocked me and said By he's, he's going to feast his cooks or Sneed? Sneed. Okay. 14-team mm-hmm. uh, Mocker was like, you still think contract years are a thing? Um, and it's I where he's coming from and where he's gone from you know undrafted to um, being as good as he was last year. I think he's just going to keep trying uh, as you know putting in so much effort and show mm-hmm. that he can do really well. I think the number two spot is his. Oh, I, and, I totally agree. Uh, I think um, Thomas is going to be the wide receiver three and. They'll probably not re-sign Snead, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Just keep Michael Thomas, uh, given the contracts and stuff that they've got. Yeah. Um, I don't know what their cap situation is going to be next year, but I imagine it's not going to be great. And that Snead goes to be a number two somewhere else. My only worry as far as Dynasty goes is, can he go to another pass-happy offense? Um, right. I think have. he would have to go to a Pittsburgh or a Chicago Kind of, you know, where it's uh, backyard football kind of a setup. Uh, yeah, to and make, I don't. Make it. Uh, or maybe, I mean, maybe he lands in Arizona. Yeah, which is a possibility because this is Michael Floyd's contract year as well. And yeah, isn't it Larry Fitz? Well, I don't know Larry if it's Fitz his contract year. With Larry Fitz, well, he's, yeah, he's basically. You know, I, 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 I know that Larry Fitz is getting up there and everything, but he, he did, he had one heck of a year last year though. Yeah. All right, so where where would you, what would you feel comfortable trading Sneed? What would you feel comfortable? Would you be trying to buy Sneed or sell Sneed right now? So I did buy Sneed mm-hmm. um, in a sixteen team league. I sent uh, where you only have to start one running back. Mm-hmm. I sent Lamar Miller for Teddy. I think it was for Teddy Bridgewater and Willie Sneed. Okay. Um, so sixteen teams. My only quarterback was Cam Newton, so I needed another. Really, yeah. just. Not I don't need anything crazy, but bye week guy and um and then I needed more wide receiver depth and I think yeah I think Willie Sneed is going to be pretty solid um I mean wide receiver three mm-hmm. uh and maybe it's more wide receiver four but I think he has the potential to be wide receiver three mm-hmm. and in now, the draft I'm trying to find out where he's being drafted. Well, right now Luke's got him at 36 on this top 40 list. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have him as I have him as a low end wide receiver three. Um, but is he one? Of, is he one of those um, players that you think can easily outperform this, or oh, are you thinking? That's I, I could see ball? him going. I th- I think that that right there isn't his ceiling. I think his ceiling may be closer to uh you know thirty. But I think that regardless, you're still sitting, you know, in that range. Like I have uh, Josh Gordon at thirty four, which I could see him easily doing better than Gordon, depending on if you're you know going with the narrative that. 
2014 is what you're going to get from him. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, Michael Floyd, I'd, I'd want him right after Michael Floyd. And I, okay. that's where I got him. And then that's where I would put him. For ADP, um, he is wide receiver 40, going 100 overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, the value there um, just, like, screams pick me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. yeah, it's between Sneed and Jackson who I want for, for for who I want to be my wide receiver for. Yeah. I would I would take Deshaun Jackson personally. Um but but we'll get to that. Yeah, um, well, I want a player so, that's going to play all 16 games. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, that is that is also true. Uh, hail to the Redskins. So um <laughs> So this is interesting. You have all three, and this is a common narrative. We have, on this top forty wide receiver list, we have all three of the Arizona wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You got Larry Fitz at twenty-two. You got Michael Floyd at thirty, and you think John Brown is thirty-five. Now John Brown is out uh, in the concussion protocol, as you referenced earlier in your um, spin moves. And by the mm-hmm. way, go check out our new series, Spin Moves. Um, it's available from our podcast on iTunes. Um, but uh, is that the order you would draft them in? Because honestly, I disagree. I, I, I think when I think of Michael Floyd, I, I liken him to a wet hand towel. He is kind of <laughs> useful occasionally, but then you just kind of wish that he would go away. Oh, he! I, honestly, I think he had a better year last year than John Brown did, and he went he went full on Wolverine to start the season. I mean, he did, but then he but then he didn't later on. Like he was like, no, he was like, I suck. No, I I would I would rather have Michael Floyd than John Brown right now. Well, I can tell because you ranked him at thirty, John Brown thirty five. But what do you, what do you think about um in terms of I know we're talking redraft, but but as far um, as dynasty, yeah, dynasty. What do you think? Because I, I think Michael I'd Floyd's still, in a contract year. He is in a contract year, and um and whoever is there with Arizona is stuck with the aging Carson Palmer as their uh, quarterback. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I would rather I would rather hang out with Michael and see what he can do. You know, where yeah. he goes, or if he gets re-signed, because if he gets re-signed, he's basically going to get re-signed as a number one. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So, I mean, I'd, I'd stick with him because I, I view John Brown as the potential of being like a wide receiver too. But right now, I, he, to me, he's wide receiver three in that offense. How many? Okay, okay, okay. Let's see. Without looking. Let's go. Question for both of you: How many 1,000-yard seasons does Michael Floyd have? Zero. No, one? he has one. He has one. How many 800-yard uh, seasons does he have? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like this game. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go two. I'll go two. Just two. You're exactly right. Thank you. Uh, he is. <laughs> he has finished. He has finished as a wide receiver three for the majority of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, John. Yeah, well, no, he's that's playing. He's only played less than sixteen games once in his career. Okay, that's when he won Colin Wolverine. Okay, so, so now as far as John Brown goes, what's that? Oh, I don't know. I just like John Brown better. (laughs) 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 I I like John Brown better too. See, there it is. I I will stick by him. That's fine. You know, I mean, I like uh, Michael Floyd plenty. Um, My I just worry about him getting hurt, mm-hmm. and uh, where are you guys comfortable? Be. Where, are you, like JoJo, where would you be comfortable taking each of these players in a 
redraft draft? Where do you be comfortable taking them, not where do you expect to get them? Um, well, hold on a second. I just drafted him. Oh, really? Um, where did I take him? What a happy coincidence. Um, let's see here. In this draft, Michael Floyd went 7.03, so 70th overall. Oh, cool. And I took John Brown at 8.08, 86th overall. Where did Larry Fitz go? Larry Fitzgerald. Um, I feel like he went, like, way late. Oh, that's great. That's nuts if so. Um, yeah, I would definitely take a flyer on Fitz this year. Higher. Hopefully, I mean, I wouldn't even call it a flyer. I'd call it solid drafting if you're able to get him. Honestly, uh, just off the top of my head, I'd be comfortable taking Larry Fitz in the fifth. Um, okay. John... yeah, he went 10.03. Wow. Whoa. Holy so, cow, what platform was that on? Uh, it's it's one of Scott Fish's uh, oh, it's a Scott Fish. Yeah. Well, so, wow, that's, uh, that's incredible. But that's so great value. ADP, mm-hmm. um, he is, let's see, Michael Floyd is uh, going 54th overall, mm-hmm. uh, John Brown at 61, and Larry Fitzgerald at 50. Okay, wow. So they're all pretty close. I would, I, like I said, I would be comfortable taking Larry Fitz at in the fifth round. I would be comfortable taking John Brown in the seventh or eighth, um, and then I'd be comfortable getting Michael Floyd in like the eighth or ninth. Okay. So, so that, it's basically the way we we have it the same way. Just the last two are flipped. Yeah, exactly. So okay. I mean, but but frankly, everybody out there. Well, the lesson from this is wait and grab Larry Fitz late. Yeah, well, they, if he's there, I think the lesson also is kind of you know, wait until two of the guys are gone. And grab the third. Left. Grab the yeah. third one. Yeah, and I think that's the way to play it. Shark move. If um, I Keep an eye on J.J. Nelson, too. Yeah, because right now he's going to get playing time, two weeks yeah. at least. Yeah, so, okay, let's let's keep on going. Who in this list of top 40, and obviously these listeners won't be able to see your top 40 list mm-hmm. um, unless you want to, like, take a screenshot of it and publish it on Twitter, Luke? Okay, I can do that. All right, cool. Um, but who in this, this top 40 list, and I want you to identify where they are mm-hmm. and why you think that you should draft them higher or lower than that. Mm-hmm. I, got, right. I got one. I'll start us off. How about okay. this? I think that Julian Edelman needs to go higher than 27th wide receiver off the board. I'm okay. comfortable taking Julian Edelman in your top 20, maybe maybe top 15 wide receivers. Okay. Because I think the sheer volume of what he'll do will be will be great. That offense is going to they're going to try and that's a pass happy offense. It always has been. He's a high volume guy and he knows what to do with it. I'm not worried about any of the other receivers there, and I think they might try and ease off some of the um, other players, and I think Julian Edelman's going to benefit across the first four games um, from actually having Jimmy G there. Yeah, but that's if he can play, though. I mean, right now he still he still has that injury. You know, then that's my concern. As soon as we know that he has a clean bill and he can go, mm-hmm. he will go up in my rankings. You know, this is the July rankings and everything. And so they'll be re-upped once before the season starts and everything. But for the time being, until I see him doing something, I don't want to sit there and put him too high. Yeah, but at the same time, it's the Patriots, and they're always overcautious with their injury news and mm-hmm. with their 
stuff. So I, I think that he's probably further along than we, we know about. I do expect him to climb in my rankings. Okay. Um, but until I see it, I really can't, I can't do it. So. All right, let's play a name game. If Julian Edelman comes back healthy for both of you guys, Julian Edelman comes back healthy, Julian Edelman or Jeremy Macklin? Edelman. Yeah, Edelman. Julian Edelman or Mike Evans? Mike Evans. No, really? You're going Mike Evans? Oh, I... See, Mike Evans is the one. <sighs> He's hit or miss for me. I feel that's a pretty good um, uh, a pretty good floor, though. I mean, like, I would rather have... Um, uh, I would rather have Edelman over DT if he's Thomas, yeah. Yeah, I uh, take Edelman. Yeah, I think when it comes to Brandon Cooks versus Edelman, that's right about where I am. Okay, so like around 15, 16? Yeah. Okay. All so right. I, I think Edelman is somebody who's probably outperforming where he's going right now. What about... what? Okay, let's, let's talk about it. Josh Gordon, the elephant in the room. What do you do with right. Josh Gordon? I uh, don't draft him. <laughs> Wait, really? So essentially, what you're saying is you're not going to get Josh Gordon in any of your redraft leagues this year. No, no, I redraft. Yeah, I probably won't either. I have one share in Dynasty, and I'm holding, and um, it's just because of the potential. Mm -hmm. And I've been holding for so long that letting him go for anything feels like a waste. And I have him in my local league. I have one, one share left and everything, and I'm holding him, too, for that exact reason. Uh, but week 14 of 2013 was the last time he caught a touchdown that was meaningful in the NFL. Wow, that's a good stat. So I – because, I mean, when he came back in 14, he didn't you – know, he, he played in five games, and he didn't score a touchdown. He didn't so, shine very much at all. No. So for me – Going forward, I'm concerned that it's going to be a lot of that because since he's been gone, there's a new head coach, there's been two or three new quarterbacks, they drafted a whole entire regime of wide receivers. I mean, they went yeah. and got four in the draft and grabbed two more in uh, UDFAs. So uh, uh, schemes are going to change. I just don't know how he's going to fit. So you're avoiding Josh Gordon? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, looking okay. at ADP, he's going 102 overall as the 42nd wide receiver. Mm -hmm. um, so a couple spots before him, it goes D-Jax, Corey Coleman, Willie Sneed, Sterling Shepard, Josh Gordon, and then Marcus Wheaton, Torrey Smith, Quan Treadwell. I think I would, I have, wow, I would take I would, any of those guys over Josh Gordon. I would. Mm -hmm. Whoa, who are the first three again? Deshaun Jackson, Corey Coleman, Willie Sneed, Sterling Shepard. I would take Gordon over all of those but DJX. You know, you would take Gordon? Yeah, I'd take Gordon. My problem is just the risk in redraft. I mean, I guess, I mean, we're talking you, about 100. We're talking outside the top 100 or just barely yeah, inside the top point, 100. At that point, at that point, I think I'm, I'm willing to take the risk because at that point, in a that's what, the 10th round later? Mm -hmm. Uh, right, yeah. maybe like nine. Yeah, I would. I think at that point, I am willing to take the risk because I've built a foundation for my team, and I'm trying to maximize my gains in the back half. And Josh Gordon could be a worth a first or second round pick. Mm -hmm. Whereas we know Willie Sneed won't be. We know Sterling Shepard won't be because of Odell Beckham. Yeah. We are pretty sure Djax won't be just because of that offense. 
Mm-hmm. The only way that I would take Corey Coleman ahead of him is if my league has return yards. I would take Corey Coleman ahead of him if my league has return yards, too. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I just am... I, I mean, yeah, I definitely fell in love with Josh Gordon, but it's been so long since he's played, and I'm worried mm-hmm. that his conditioning, like that he's mm-hmm. not going to last very long, even if he does play. Like, right. Well, he came right back and he pulled a hamstring almost immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you I know, mean, so Joe, Joe, don't don't you know absence makes the heart grow fonder? Yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> holding on to my one chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny yeah, story. So, I'm, I'm actually yeah, holding on to my one chair as well. So, so in a local league. <laughs> so, so just to uh, give like a an idea, this draft that I'm doing right now, he went mm-hmm. uh, 107th. So which is he went 1007. Um, and the first so in front of him, uh, at 907 was Jordan Matthews. 9-11, Deshaun Jackson. 10-03, Larry Fitzgerald, which I think is crazy late. Yeah, uh, that's insane. 10-06, Sterling Shepard. 10-07, Josh Gordon. And then 10-10 was Kevin White, Tavon Austin at 11-02. <gasps> whoa, 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 whoa. Kevin White at 10-10? Yeah. Well, and, uh, that, that right there, though, people, uh, people are concerned that he's not going to be able to do it. You know, I mean... Uh, which I I think well, is completely crazy. I think he'll be fine. Well, I th- I think he's going to be fine. Oh, but the, all you've heard though is the narrative coming out of camp that he's looking amazing. You know, and sure. how can you believe that about Kevin White? But discount what they're saying about Michael Thomas down in New Orleans. You know, well, everything uh, right now is lies. All lies. Yeah, everything is lies except for what I want to believe. <laughs> <laughs> you cherry picking. <laughs> yeah. Go Hokies. Um. <laughs> Well, did you guys see the thing, um, Devontae Adams? The There's one reporter that said that he couldn't catch anything, and then, like, a few hours later, another reporter said he that he looked great and that he's caught every single ball the whole day or something yeah. like that. And it's yeah. like, these reports, I mean, it just depends on who you're listening to. Yeah, no. What time I mean, of day I want, it is. I want to say, the, here, here's, here's, how, here's how it goes for me when I'm listening to reports at a training camp. If I hear a story once... I I don't believe it. If I hear a story twice, I don't believe it. If I hear a story seven times, I'll start to believe it. If I hear a story and see some tape, and I've heard that story for a couple of days, maybe a week, then I'll start to believe it and I'll start to make moves based on it. Okay. Well, by then you may have missed your window, though. Yeah, but I'm willing to I'm willing to miss that one window mm. on that right, one for, guy for for the for the twenty other ones that are uh, false. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Um, well, I mean, it's like uh, Des Bryant. Did you see? Have you guys seen the video of uh, him like looking like he's not? He said he can't catch a pass, and he had like two or three in a row that were thrown to him where he couldn't grab them. Well, did you see that that picture of Tony Romo where he he looked like he was actually wearing a tire? Um, <laughs> and, like somebody asked him a question about it, and he was like, "Oh, I mean, it, I mean, I have no, I, I got nothing. I mean, thank God I'm not actually that big. I don't think a quarterback can play that big." And I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. "Ben Roethlisberger." Anyways, um, yeah, exactly. So uh, they call him yeah. Big Ben for a reason. I mean, it's we got too much information these days, so I think you kind of got to filter, and I think that's the lesson we got to learn. One more, one. Let's look at one more guy. Um, okay. Doug Baldwin. 
Doug what do y'all think? Okay. You think? You think Doug Baldwin can do it again? He he was really hot to end last year, but he I've never really been a huge Doug Baldwin fan. I think as long as Wilson can keep going, Baldwin's going to have to keep going with them. You know, it's, they're, they're symbiotic in a sense. It, it, for Wilson to reach top three quarterback numbers, he's going to need Baldwin to do it. Right. He's going yeah. 45th overall, so wide receiver 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's about where, you know, wide receiver 24 is probably about where I would take him maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't for me, he's, he's an avoid. You like him? No, no, he's an avoid. Oh, an avoid. No, he's my yeah. boy. I was like, oh, okay. I know. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, I think he's probably a player like that. You, he's like a safe play. He's got right, a really right. good floor. Mm-hmm. I don't think his ceiling is very high. I don't think he's going to get near the crazy games that he got last year, like not even mm-hmm. close. But I think his floor is going to be, like, really steady wide receiver, like, low-end wide receiver two numbers, probably. Who's going to have a bigger regression, uh, him or Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. No, mm-hmm. no, actually, Doug Baldwin. Baldwin? Well, yeah, I guess, I'll... are you are you talking Doug Baldwin the second half of the season versus... <laughs> I, just mean, I just mean in general, like, like, I mean, uh, because, uh, man, I, I, right now I have Robinson at number nine, and I've seen him go as high as number six in redraft. See, I, I, I just don't know. Robinson, I don't know if he, I don't know if he can do it. I think he'll still uh, be top twelve this okay. year. Like, okay. Okay. Pretty easily, I think he'll stay top twelve. Okay. Um. So I don't. But I think the people that are drafting Allen Robinson in the top six mm-hmm. are going to feel the regression a lot worse than the people that are taking Baldwin, you know, as the twenty fourth wide receiver. All right. And that makes that makes sense. Here, here's something that's telling for you. Uh. Doug Baldwin, I think, is that his best game? Yeah. His best game, he caught six passes for 82 yards and three touchdowns. Week 14 against Baltimore. His, I think that's right, yeah, his worst game, how many yards, how many catches? Um, Two catches for 28 yards. One catch for 13 yards. Ah, two catches for 19 yards. Ah. And that was that was week seven against San Francisco, which whose offense was terrible. I mean, yeah, defense they was probably terrible. ran the ball like crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I, what I'm seeing from Doug Baldwin right here is that he had, what is this, one, two, three. Actually, no, his best game was actually against Pittsburgh, six for 145 and three touchdowns. My bad. Between weeks 12 and 16, he had, week 17, he only had 5 for 46. But um, weeks 12 and 16, so your fantasy playoffs, he mm-hmm. caught 5, 8, 10. He caught 11 touchdowns, and his lo- his lowest yardage was against Cleveland, 4 for 45. Hmm. Um, the previous weeks, bef- so between weeks 1 and 11, he had 3 touchdowns. And his best game was 7 for 134. Taking that out, his best game was 7 for 92. See, I think the in between those two sides, you know, those mm-hmm. two halves of the season, I think that's. I think it's just going to regress to the mean. Yeah. It's okay. going to be somewhere in the middle of all of that. I don't know that their entire philosophy is going to change. I don't think that, but I do think that they found out 
last year, Russell Wilson can throw, Doug Baldwin can catch. Like we mm-hmm. can utilize these guys, this connection that they have, um, and they can balance out a little bit more. Well, what kills me is that like you go with Doug Baldwin, you, you don't really have much of a change in his yardage. He had uh, he had between 2014 and 2015, he had 12 more catches for about 250 more yards. Mm-hmm. His average go went up about about a yard. But where you're really seeing it, the difference is that he went from three touchdowns in 2014 to 14 in 2015. Yeah, That's nuts. Right. I think right. he's no, probably more around eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, for, with with that in mind, though, for their offense to uh, continue to run like that well-oiled machine, if he has the regression, who picks up the slack? Tyler Lockett. Okay, uh, so you think this is Lockett's time to shine? You've got a lot of people on that team that can catch. Well, yeah, you have you, you have uh, Pro Sice as a third down back. You've got Curse. You've got um, Paul Richardson. Paul Richardson. Is he back? I mean, what he had some, he had two ACL tears in the same leg, right? I think yeah, he's back. I, I think he is. I think he is back. Okay. I mean, um, he does not have a a um, injury thing next to his name. Let me click it real quick. Okay. I'm just. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know too many players uh, that are able to come back from two ACL tears in the same knee and yeah. be successful. So, uh, I I discount his name, but they do still have a lot of people. I mean, you know, Curse being a wide receiver three in that uh, in, in for that team, he's one of the higher wide receiver threes. If I'm looking to pick one up that late, he definitely would be one of the top guys I try to grab. Paul Richardson, um, the second round pick in 2014, Paul Richardson, uh, it was declared 100% in February, and since April he's been working with Tyler Lock and Russell Wilson at USC. Okay. Well, that's good to know that, uh, that they're working together outside of, uh, you know, outside of everything. Yeah. Uh, his lone catch in 2015 was one reception for 40 freaking yards. He's got a 40, <laughs> uh, he's got a 40 uh, average Yards per um, target. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't think he's gonna matter this year. I think Curse is a nice late round grab in like best ball leagues where I don't have to worry about when I'm gonna play him. Yeah, there, I'm sure he'll have at least one crazy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, it's just gonna be Baldwin and Lockett. And I where where Baldwin's going, I don't mind it. Uh-huh. Um, let's see where Lockett's going. 75 overall, the 34th wide receiver. That's too high for me. So you got John Brown, Alan Hearns, Devontae Parker, then Lockett, then Crabtree, Kevin White, Marvin Jones, and Djax. I would literally take every single one of the wide receivers that you just listed over Lockett. Yeah, I have Lockett all the way down at 38. And what's funny is looking over my list... I just realized that I do not have Kevin White anywhere. Yeah, it's because you hate Kevin White. I know I like Kevin White a lot. <laughs> no, you, you hate Kevin White. Honestly, I think Kevin White should go roughly... Oh, hold around. on. Breaking news. Da-da-da. Um, 49ers, uh, Navarro Bowman has uh, three-time Pro Bowl linebacker Navarro Bowman agrees to a four-year... Forty-four million contract extension with twenty million guaranteed per Adam Schefter. Nice, sweet. 
that'll be. I mean, they need all the help they can get. So. Yeah, and that continuity and and the uh, inside linebacker spot's going to be good yeah. for uh, IDB players. Yeah. All right. So, is there any other receiver you want to touch on in this this list of forty that we've been given here? Before we move on to the next thing. No, I think we should move on. Yeah, All right, let's move on. Wait, hold on. We'll just say yes or no. Yes or no. Top seven rounds. Kelvin Benjamin. Yes. No. Yes. Ugh, yes. Yeah, and you hate it, don't you? Oh, um, I do. I uh, his his. And I said yes. Drives no. me crazy. <laughs> his fifty percent catch rate. Um, <laughs> all right, real quick, I want I want to I want to take a second to tell y'all to check out our title apparel sponsor, Savage. They're the ultimate apparel company, and they kill the jersey game for sports teams around the country. And their branded merchandise is some serious flavor. With both national and local level partnerships among a variety of sports, including football, soccer, ultimate frisbee, disc golf, dodgeball, Quidditch, and more, they're ready to get you the gear you need. Savage produces brand and customizable apparel for the active lifestyle. You need to check them out because they're offering an exclusive coupon code to our listeners. And with this coupon code, you get 15% off online purchases. The coupon code is WookieTD. That is W-O-O-K-I-E-T-D at www.savageultimate.com. And with that, you'll get some awesome new gear. Um, if you don't see something you like, they've got a lot of custom options to get you exactly what you need. As I've mentioned numerous times before, and it's currently in production, stay tuned for some ex- exclusive intentional grounding apparel made by Savage to be released in the future. Don't forget that coupon code. It's Wookie, W-O-O-K-I-E, as in whatever it is, T-D. <laughs> don't laugh, Luke. At www.savageultimate.com, and you'll get 15% off your online orders. And I'd also like to congratulate Savage on the opening of their new location here in Richmond. Hey. Yeah. Awesome. Go Savage. Um, all right, I'm going to scroll down real quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> really quick. So where do you guys want to go from this? What do you want to talk about? Well, I got uh, I got some narratives that I thought were pretty interesting. If we got time right. for it, uh, yeah, for for it. guys who are going up the list and down the list. Yeah, let's um, talk about. Okay, so yeah, let's look some risers and fallers in terms of ADP. Who are these people? These folks. Well, uh, we we're talking about Gordon quite a bit, so I'll be quick on him. Uh, but uh, in July 21st, so just like two weeks ago, he was going at the 1205 spot as the wide receiver 55. Mm-hmm. And since then, since he was reinstated, he has climbed to the wide receiver 33 and is going on average at 703. Yeah, that's that's great. Good for him. So <laughs> I, just, I just that climb in two weeks' time it, just, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Well, I mean, you, you got his talent. You can't say that he's not talented and that he has not produced. He's done mm-hmm. both of those things, which is more than you can say about a lot of players going in that range, such as Kevin White. We love Kevin White. We vote. We all three of us do, but yep. we never see him do it. Exactly. And um, I, 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 there may be something to that Baylor connection as well between RG three and Gordon. Who knows? Yeah, well, um, we'll find out. Who's who's the other person dipping in ADP? Give us one that we haven't talked about yet. Um. Well, uh, as far as uh, another riser at the running back position is Arian Foster. Well, of course. Uh, he had in July 19th. He was at the 10:07 draft slot as the running back 44, and he is now the running back 30 at 6:10. Uh, 
Oh, jeez. I wouldn't take him that high. That guy's got too much of an injury history. I think you should mm-hmm. let somebody else take him. What about you, Jojo? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Um, and what do you think, Luke? Oh, I, I totally agree. I, I wouldn't touch him. You know, I mean, he's... He, he, He's no spring chicken. They're going to run him into the ground. That's the reason why Miami went out and got him. Gase said that he's going to, you know, basically have all the time he wants with the firsts. Yeah. And as soon as he's out, that's when Ajayi is going to come back. You know, you know what? I think that I think that that means that you draft Ajayi with the late round flyer because nobody else is going to touch him because Arian Foster is going to get injured, and you're going to be able to use Ajayi because they have to have a running game in order to take him. And yeah. Foster's going to be catching a lot of passes. They were, um, who was it? Uh, Dave Richard from CBS was at the Miami training camp a few days ago and mm-hmm. came back and talked to him about it and just saying, like, the, uh, Foster was barely even practicing. Like, mm-hmm. they're just kind of letting him take it really easy. Um, but really, he's just going to be catching passes. Don't you think it's crazy, like, Houston and Miami just traded running backs? Uh, yes, I think that <laughs> setup is pretty crazy. <laughs> and and the traded injury prone running backs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how long Foster lasts. It's that thing though. Like I was counting out other old running backs last year, and they made it just fine. So I can't really talk. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. What about um? And uh, well, how about how about Julian Edelman? Well, as far as Edelman goes, it's completely the foot injury, I would imagine. Uh, but uh, in back before the draft, he was going at the 209 slot as wide receiver 12. Which I love. You know I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's wide receiver 21 at the 406, and that's completely because of his foot. All right. Well, I'll take him there, too. <laughs> and uh, and then finally, the last guy who also had his peak right before the draft is Jeremy Langford. Oh, uh, at that I point, Jeremy Langford. he was going at his peak at the two oh seven, two uh, second round, seventh you know seventh pick in the second round, um, at RB ten, because you know he was Forte was gone. Wow, you know? that that's insane. Yeah, and and I mean now still though he's four ten. God, well, running back twenty. Let somebody else take Jeremy Langford. I mean, who who? What other running backs are going around Jeremy Langford? Do you have any? Do you have that info in front of you? Uh, so let's see here. I just pulled up. So like ESPN, Yahoo, yeah, and CBS, their composite ADP. Uh, Jeremy Langford, RB twenty two, um, at fifty eight overall. Let's see, Matt Jones goes right after him. Deion Lewis. Mm-hmm. I'd take Deion Lewis over Yeah, Langford. I'd rather have Deion Lewis, too. I'd take um, Matt Jones over Langford, too. And then there's another word. Oh, uh, Jay Ajayi is RB25 at 72. No, that's insane. Yep. Uh, Melvin Gordon at RB26. Frank Gore at 27. I'd take Frank Gore over, actually, all of the previously mentioned guys. Frank Gore could have a really good year. He could, but then I'd definitely be taking Josh Ferguson as his handcuff. Have you guys ever seen a shooting star? I think that's going to be Frank Gore this year. He's going to flash brightly across the sky for one more year. You're going to make a wish on him. You're going to win your fantasy league because of him. And then he's going to be gone. You're like, dang, that was wonderful. I thought you were going to say he's going to be great for the first three weeks, then he's going to crash and burn. Like a 
Yeah, kind of like one of my ex-girlfriends. So anyways. Womp <laughs> <laughs> womp. Uh. Oh, buddy. Well, I know we're running a little bit late on time, so uh, any last thoughts about any of these risers or followers? Like, uh, what about Langford? No. No, I know. Because the, <laughs> the thing about Langford is the running backs that are going after him and just the way that I draft running backs, mm-hmm. I can just I can wait another round or two mm. and get, you know, like you said, like I can get Frank Gore at RB27 or I can get Amir Abdullah, who I think is going to do Be really well at RB29. Um, yeah. And even if you don't like Abdullah, you can get Chris Ivory at RB30. Yeah. Uh, Geo's at RB31, which is insane. Yeah, that was just a over most of those guys. You know, so you and Danny Wood had RB thirty three when he finished as like the PPR running back three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it, the way I'm gonna do it, and just waiting on running back, and this year you can wait on running back forever because everyone yeah. is doing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so just real quick, I want to let everybody know that we are quickly wrapping up our our listener league. Um, if you are still interested in getting involved, it's not too late. You can tweet at one of us, and I'll listen to the end of the podcast for that information. Or send us an email. Our email is intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. What is that, JoJo? Intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. What is that, Luke? Intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. Awesome, and that is intentionalgroundingff <laughs> at gmail.com. So, <laughs> the name's so good, you guys say it four times. So, um... <laughs> So you can email us there. You can follow or or tweet at JoJo at JoJo L Mags. You can tweet at myself. I am at Grounding FF, and Luke <laughs> is at Intentional underscore G. Sometimes I forget which one is which. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, next week or the following week, probably next week, we will announce who has been admitted to that league. Um, we have at least four people that we really are excited about. We'll announce them. But um, we're looking forward to your questions. Good luck drafting. I know we're getting into the redrafts, and we got some preseason football starting up. Yeah. Ready yeah, to so rock. Let's do it. With any questions or analysis, you can tweet at us, and we look forward to hearing from you all. This has been a wonderful podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Check out Savage. Um, I am Noah Downs. He is... Uh, Luke Bisson? And he is? <laughs> I feel like I need to ask it. Uh, it should be a question now. Uh, JoJo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JoJo, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you all so much for listening, folks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.